figure it out okay um hello hello it is the 27th of december 2012 it's our last podcast of 2012 and it is episode 90 hey Yay! get up my lawn you little bastards yeah so we're only what 14 away from two years is that oh. right? 104? Yeah. 52 yeah. times 2? Something like that. It's okay, math. That's a little, <laughs> it's a little scary. I don't know. Scary would be so, doing this 30 years from now. <laughs> that's 30, not 3. So how is everybody? Wait. We'll get to that. We have a birthday? We'll do a birthday first. We'll do a birthday. Rather than asking how everybody's... Uh, Holidays, because that's going to be the longer thing. Yes. So uh, was so was little baby Jesus born today? No, most people agree that was actually during the summer uh, or spring. I know some people that don't agree. <laughs> I yes. bet you do. I bet we all do. Yeah, so do I. But born today, December twenty seventh. Do you want living or dead? I always prefer Ooh. living. Yeah, go for the living. Unless okay. the dead are quite interesting. <laughs> well, I you know I'm a deadhead, so I think the dead is pretty interesting. But yeah, you're also into necrophilia, but you know we don't talk about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you decided that you're going to pass up someone born December twenty seventh, eighteen twenty two. Sure. Very interesting. Very you decided interesting. to pass up on Louis Pasteur. Oh, Louis Pasteur. Oh, very exciting. Uh, well. well, tough for you. Do you know who was born today, December 27th, in 1971? 1971. Yeah. Makes them younger than both you and I, Gary. Yeah, yeah just barely. And me. No. Older. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Math. Math again. Yes, that is important. the problem. Uh, can we have a um, little bit more to go on? Actor, musician? He's on TV, and I would consider him an actor, but some people think he's smart and sciencey. Smart and sciencey. Okay, is he a scientist? No, definitely not. He's a plumber. Okay. Is he a plumber by trade, or is that what the TV has portrayed him as? He's a plumber by trade, but something else on TV. Is it Joe the Plumber? No. Um, he's on the Sci-Fi Network. I don't have the Sci-Fi Network, so I can't say. Oh, um, the uh, the dude who does Dirty Jobs. No. <laughs> Seems to be doing a lot of plumbing. 
So, Real born big. December 27th, 1971. Jason Conrad Hawes of the Atlantic Paranormal Society, also known as TAPS, which oh. does the Ghost Hunter show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, a show uh, I've never watched. I wouldn't watched. call him a scientist at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people think he's smart and sciencey, which he is not. They'll bring in these, like, heat sensing or electromagnetic sensing things and pretend that those are actual instruments to uh, track ghosts or something like that, or they'll set up cameras and they'll sure, go I, anomaly hunting. I, I saw them once with a uh, digital multimeter. I've got three of those. <laughs> so I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> so never, never having proven that these instruments actually prove that there are ghosts, they still use them anyway. They will credibly just recite old legends about supposedly haunted uh, houses without doing any research at all to find out if this is a legend in the last five years or 500 years. <laughs> and uh, there's also been well, some... Well, not in the United States, so probably the you know, last 270, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> Could be an old Indian burial ground. Oh, good point, good point. Uh, there's also occasionally been accusations of them kind of faking ghostly encounters like a a lamp in a plantation or something that if you look at the low light footage you can kind of see a cord being pulled by someone's hand so there there have been some things where famous science investigator joe nickel has gone to the same places that they've gone and you know sometimes they'll say oh yeah that is a busted shutter that's causing bumps in the night but Otherwise, they'll just kind of do a whole lot of what's that? What's that? That must be a ghost. I don't. I can't explain it. So anomaly hunting and um, God of the Gaps kind of thinking when it comes to ghosts. And yeah, and and apparently he and his um, either brother or assistant or or co man in craziness um, are Roto Rooter plumbers by trade. So they don't. They pretend like they're all sciency, but they're not. Well, you know, it's it's funny that you talk about this, like the whole ghost hunting thing. That and because San Antonio has a kind of a ghost hunting. I mean, they do the tours and everything here in town. And what's funny is, is that I have a really good friend of mine, and her boyfriend about two years ago, like, fell off his balcony and was hurt really seriously. And apparently the ghost tour goes right by where he fell, and they're they're always talking about the guy who fell from his balcony who haunts this place now. And she's all like, um, he's, he's not, not haunting it. She's like, so. I'm not dead yet. I think I'll go for a walk. Yeah, I mean, he's fine, and he's he's up and about, and he's you know doesn't have any permanent injuries from it. But the ghost hunters are using that story to keep... Um, keep up their business yeah well we we talked about a story last year sometime about one of the san antonio ghost legends was supposedly this bartender and all this fun stuff where it all came from a blurry photo where someone said oh i guess that looks like a cloth over the arm of someone so that must be a bartender so that means this used to be a bar so that means it was a military bar and yeah that's why this ghost is there the ones out on fort sam yeah, one person says something that sounds plausible and interprets a photo, and everybody else just recruits it and goes to town. And that's how these things get started. 
Yep, and then they grow and grow and grow, and no one can find out who originally started it. So they just say, "Oh, must be right." Well, the it's people too, who it's are too difficult. <laughs> the people who do more actual full-on investigations than we do, like Joe Nickel and Bed Radford and those kind of people, they they do pretty well in looking back through the history to say, "Well, when's the first time in the press that this was ever mentioned?" You know, things like Roswell that for you know first first five or ten years, no one mentioned aliens at all. It was just some mysterious crash. Someone writes a, right. a book saying, oh, I wonder if there could be aliens out there, and then all of a sudden this is, oh, must be aliens, so it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of aliens, <laughs> they may have found some aliens in, in Mexico, only not. They, they, oh, yeah, they I saw found, that. They, they found some, uh, a burial site uh, about a thousand years old, where where they did the the head deformation thing on on about what thirteen of these twenty five people. So you mean like trepanation? No, 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 not not with the holes, but uh, elongating the head. Oh, kind of like in say Egypt. Yeah. Oh, like foot binding or the the people in Africa who elongate their necks with those rings. Yeah. People yeah. do that by squashing heads. Yes. No, they, they, put you, they, they, they wrap they, it. Yeah, they, they wrap it in, in boards and then they squeeze. Like Christmas wrapping or Dr. Dre wrapping? Um, like boards and binding with cords wrapping. <laughs> okay, so apparently that wasn't very funny. I'll make a mental note of that for next time. Yeah, I mean... I don't wrap. Cr- <laughs> cranial no. deformation has been seen in, in so many cultures. Yeah, just look at Gary. Actually, what? Gary has a very nice skull. It's very yeah. round. <laughs> he and doesn't have shaped. no, and he doesn't have you know a, a prominent um, orbital sulcus and all of that jazz. So you know, I don't have a pointy head or a flat head. I do know some people who have perfectly flat heads on the on the back of their heads. I don't have that problem. Slept too much in a crib on their back when they were a baby? Yeah, I don't know. But quite possibly. Or brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Holding too much down. smacking on the back of the head. Exactly. So this dude from Ghost Whatever Hunters. Yes. Jason Hawes. And, uh, Hawes. Yeah, uh, like I said, he's... I mean, they, they use their... Um, celebrity as ghost hunters to do some charitable stuff, but they are perpetuating unscientific believer stuff that And they're also perpetuating the idea that if it looks scientific, it must be. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, please stop watching those TV shows. Even, Even if it's just for being a hipster ironic value. Yeah. What did the... What did the the Learning Channel just just canceled some just sort of quit being the Learning Channel and instead became Search for Aliens? Yeah, but they they just canceled another another show which gives more and it wasn't it wasn't a uh, a a, a ghost, reality show a, a ghost or Nazi or World War Two show. <laughs> Was it the finding not finding Bigfoot? Oh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Apparently. Well, after after so many episodes, if you don't actually find a ghost or actually find a Bigfoot, 
there's a certain point where the you have to say, okay, you know what? Even if someone might be able to find it eventually, you guys obviously can't, so you don't get a TV show anymore. Yeah, well, and the problem with Bigfoot is that it like with a ghost, they they tend to be located in one area, like a house. You know, they're not like spread out over acres. <laughs> or at least that's what the ghost hunters tell us. Well, exactly. So it's easier. My point is, it's it's easier to have something weird happen off camera or barely in camera, and then call it a ghost, as opposed to seeing a murky shadow. Well, uh, because because Bigfoot Bigfoots 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 are not known for attacking people, except for having sex with with people, uh, as we learned from that from the last if, DNA after analysis. Eating their, after <laughs> eating blueberry bagels. Yes, blueberry. So, but but ghosts are known to scare and attack people. Right? People get cut and well, basically just scared. Well, if you're young enough and see Harry and the Hendersons, that might scare you, too. I mean, well, John, yeah. Lithgow, John Lithgow is scary as hell. Well, but again, also, or was that remember. him and Dexter? I don't know. Yeah. Also got to remember, according to the handbook for the recently deceased, haunted houses are very hard to come by. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> don't yeah. you know that Beetlejuice is a documentary? Uh, well, it is. I mean, well, all, that's, that's what people like Jason Hall is kind of treated as. That yeah, they, all, they all know movies for sure. are real. Yeah. All movies are real because there are universes that where all of that has actually happened, and that's just seeping into our universe through dreams in movies. So, Alien is also a documentary. God, as long as Prometheus isn't, we're we're all good. That's <laughs> more of a mockumentary. Yeah. <laughs> They turned the crazy up to 11. Yeah. All right. So how was your people's holidays so far? So far, so good. I'm I'm on vacation on the East Coast seeing friends and family. And uh, one of the best parts for me has been get, finally getting to meet and interact with my little seven-month-old nephew and uh, getting to babysit for him while the parents go out and have some fun. How is and, uh, little Optimus? Well, he's not known that anymore because he just didn't keep that as a nickname. But um, <laughs> well, he's, for the show, we'll call him Optimus. Yes, uh, he's incredibly cute, the most cute nephew ever, no matter what anybody else says. And it's you know, granted, I I, I came from a psychology background, but it's it's interesting to me to see even just the week I was up there in Maryland the progress that he was making from shakily trying to pull him up on himself up onto things to standing up and figuring out oh this is how i can grab for stuff while i'm standing up or oh i can f- i can sit back down again without falling and bonking my head or um, learning how to I give think everybody that'd be psychology <laughs> well the cognitive <laughs> development which is part of yeah. psychology right um, and and seeing him figure out, oh, if I give mommy a high five, everybody cheers. So I should do that again. And and knowing that high five means you put your hand up, and then everybody goes yay. So I want one. <laughs> That's not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, on a family level, it's very interesting that over the last, you know, 20 some odd years, my mother really has never given me any big pressure for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for getting married or giving our grandkids or anything like that. But my sister-in-law, the week I spent with my brother and sister-in-law, it, it, almost every other conversation is, so you're moving to our neck of the woods, right? So, you know, and, and giving um, our little optimist a cousin to play with, right, 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 right? So. <laughs> Kind of, a lot of things need to happen for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I just turn around and say, you're going to give me an, another niece or nephew, right? Why don't they move down to Texas? That's true. They could do that. But, then but that's have been to, fun. Yeah. <laughs> never, never mind. Uh... <laughs> So, so you 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 dealt with your your dealt with your family. You dealt with your family. Fortunately, <laughs> most of my family is not dealing with, but that's the immediate family. There's some extended family members where you see, from the psychological point of view, oh, you're not kind of you wouldn't parent the same way I do. Okay. <laughs> And yeah, exactly. and those kind of and the the problem family members that you just kind of smile and nod and say okay sure blah blah you know tell me that story again uh huh okay and then you <laughs> turn away and you say I don't believe a word of them yeah yeah exactly you just nod your nod your head agree with them so you can get out of the conversation <laughs> yeah that's one of the things that the holidays really exercise is that muscle of how to negotiate with people who you don't necessarily agree with because you're kind of stuck with your family. So you got to kind of smile and nod at some people, confront others, and just ignore others entirely, or and and learn those interpersonal skills that we all must learn. (laughs) Yeah, fortunately, I only had to deal with my parents and and my uh, middle brother. And that, it was was relatively painless, except for for one, one part. The well, actually, burning on parts. your the burning on your skin as you walked into the church. No, once again, I, I I survived going to church without without any scars or earthquakes or things falling upon me. <laughs> Just saying, that's proof. Yeah, right. So, but I did I did finally meet their their senior pastor at at this place. Oh, this is first of all, um, my my parents' church they go to is a repurposed uh, Cadillac dealership. Because <laughs> so, God would only drive a caddy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it had been apparently... I remember the Cadillac dealership when it was a Cadillac dealership. It was really nice, and then they just went out of business, and I guess it sat there for like a decade or something. And then, so they probably got a real good deal on it. They didn't have to build... An entirely new building, but so, <laughs> so it's 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 not quite a mega church, but it's kind of wanting to be. <laughs> um, so they they've got the the big uh, projection screens and uh, different places for people to sit. So they've got a separate area that has a screen and speakers fed over there, so that you know crying babies and the the parents can sit there and. Go to church, whatever. But they also have an elevator. <laughs> uh, so there's like, there's like three stories. Um, 
So they have an elevator, and I, I asked my parents if that got used a lot during Easter, but apparently it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have the angels come down or whatever. So, no. He has risen. Exactly. So, it, being a former car dealership, when you sit in the pews, does it give you free undercoating? <laughs> no, but they, they, they don't have pews. They have very wide seats that are kind of okay. put together. Which is also a new thing, but they're also extremely wide. I mean, they're they're wider than my shoulders. Oh. So, uh, I asked my parents about that. And said, "Yeah, we have kind of a large congregation. <laughs> <laughs> Not many people, but the people are large." Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they they apparently have quite a few because they had three, four services. No, three services on Christmas Eve, and then a service on Christmas Day. So. Yikes. And enough pastors to run it, I guess. But I did I did meet the senior pastor, as I said. And um, he asked if I was, you know, oh, you're related to, you know, your parents. I'm like, yes, yes, but only, I said, oh, yes, but only genetically. And he says, oh, well, isn't it interesting that we're all uh, all related to the same two people uh, going way back to Adam and Eve? And I sat there just for a brief moment and <laughs> bit my tongue and said, well, really, I think we're actually more related to Noah than Adam and Eve. He goes, ah, yes, but uh, Noah's directly related to Adam and Eve. Like, okay. Just couldn't let it go. Just couldn't let it go. Nope. So, but you didn't say, I'm an atheist, and genetics, and science, and 10 million years, and blah, blah, blah. No, no, because this is, this is before the service in the first place, and I was like, I don't... <laughs> We you didn't want him to. standing up at the pulpit saying, Blasphemer! Yeah, exactly, pointing me out. See that bald guy over there? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that bald guy, that bald guy. Yeah. I think well, I, I, I... Go ahead. I actually saw a funny joke, and this is kind of tying in with it. It goes, if dinosaurs believed in Jesus, would they be velociraptured? Ah, yes, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's my new favorite joke. <laughs> <laughs> so you you went to church, so that means that your parents kind of pressured you into, even though you don't go to church, oh, you yeah. got to go at least Christmas Eve. Yeah, it was kind of, well, it was more of an invitation. I mean, I don't think they would have had a big problem with me not going to church. Yeah. But I said, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I mean, the, the last time we went to church, I got really mad because... Uh, it was the Fourth of July, and we, we I talked about it on on the uh, on the episode following the Fourth of July about the the pastor lying to everybody, doing the David Barton kind of yeah. uh, historical stuff, and then anyway, so um, and I I made sure to tell my parents that I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so. This time it was just pure Christmas kind of stuff, and I had other things to to pay attention because you know the music's nice, right. as as the song says, the music's nice, but the lyrics are dodgy. But the cool thing is, um, they don't have they they've got hymnals, but they put the words up on the screens. So these are all traditional uh, Christian, Christian karaoke. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, does it have the little bouncing ball? No, it doesn't. <laughs> but but we're doing um. I think it was Silent Night. Yeah, Silent Night. And there, there's a, a phrase in there, the babe. Um, obviously speaking about little baby Jesus. 
And the first time they used the babe, they capitalized the T in the and the B in babe. And I started giggling. <laughs> it's like, oh, the babe. Oh, it's about baseball. Okay. <laughs> and then the next two times, they didn't capitalize the babe. And so I was like, what the hell is that about? <laughs> I pointed that out to, to my mom. Uh, actually, to my parents. And my mom's like, I didn't even know this. I'm like, well, when you don't give a shit about what's going on, you can't know this stuff. You're busy paying attention to everything else. There's the babe in the lyrics. There's the babe in the next pew with a low shirt. and Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, not so much. <laughs> ah, that's right. The large congregation. Yeah. No, it, it was a, it, they're, they're prepared for, for, uh, for spreading, though. <laughs> <laughs> I really have no idea what you meant by that. But, you know, okay. the, <laughs> getting larger. People getting larger as they attend church. And eat too much. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was my thing. And the, the only thing that, that went almost awry was I was telling my sister-in-law, and she's uh, she and I are the two liberals in the entire family. <laughs> and and so I was I, I was telling him an interesting thing about about the Romney campaign about how he's supposed to be this. Uh, business guy and very good with money and it turned out like the last couple of months his campaign didn't do any of the research to get good deals on on advertisements times and spaces and stuff and so they were just throwing money at the problem and that may have been one of the reasons why uh he didn't do as well as well i mean he was expecting win but he didn't do as well as anybody really thought that he would right except except for uh I mean, as far as electoral votes, they nailed it. But as far as popular vote, but but he couldn't. He literally couldn't advertise in the places where he needed to because he didn't. They didn't do any research on on pricing. Whereas the Obama campaign apparently did their research, and so they were getting you know uh, very low uh, price rates. Not because get, because people liked Obama, but because they did the research. Right. So, I thought that was interesting. But it's, but it's all that liberal media bias. Well, exactly. And then my mom uh, totally uh, uh, went uh, batshit crazy on on Obama and Obamacare. And and then, then my dad cut in and was like, we don't need to talk about this. Because my dad doesn't <laughs> like talking about anything that you have to think about anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, or... You know, he likes, he'll talk about science and stuff, but anything where there's a severe d- disagreement, you know, he's like, uh, I don't want to talk. But it was weird to see how, how much my mother abhors <laughs> Obama. Yeah. There's like, a very strong, not necessarily critical thinking reaction from certain elements of conservatives that just. Yeah just think he's the antichrist literally well no she's one of the people that sent me an email that said he was the antichrist yeah (laughs) so my mom bless her is not yeah that's why i said bless her is not (laughs) um big on the critical thinking skills She's, she's an excellent person she's she's intelligent but there are certain places where she just doesn't has blinders on oh yeah yeah and is you know, willfully 
not willing to, to think about it. So religion <laughs> and politics. Those are her, <laughs> her uh, boogeymen. <laughs> anyway. So Donna, Donna, did you have to deal with any boogeymen this week? No, just the dogs. You know, I, I <laughs> thank you for watching care. the dogs. Yes, thank we've, you. We've been taking care of Harpo while you've been on the East Coast. We checked on uh, Misi and Callie, who were very happy to see us. <laughs> They're always very happy when they come home. So, you know, but I mean, we just had a quiet Christmas at home. It was me and Mike and the kids, and it was quiet. You know, we didn't do anything. Um, we watched a lot of really bad TV. I mean, a tremendous amount of bad TV. <laughs> no ghost hunters, though. No, no ghost hunters, but... Um, Nothing quite that bad. Yeah, just, you know, I. it's amazing some of the shit that is on TV. Like, yeah. and I sit here and go, really? Well, speaking of stuff that's on TV, um, I was wearing my evil little thing sweat jacket when I came over to visit some friends. And um, these are kind of uh, a couple where they're kind of the hippie homeschoolers as opposed to the Bible bashing homeschoolers. Um, but uh, so they, they asked, what did the evil little thing mean? So I explained the Jessica Alquist situation and... Um, and how what she went through in Church of State to this eight and ten year old who was like, oh okay, and and proceeded to have a little discussion about how in their homeschooling group, in addition to going through the Jewish traditions and the Christian traditions to explain what different people are doing, apparently they also had a festivist day. Now, they didn't, uh, and, and I was specifically mentioned by my hippy-dippy friends about, oh, my friend Greg, he doesn't celebrate any of that, but he kind of groups it all together in this festivist thing, and you know, and, and so on and so on. And apparently they didn't know that originally came from a TV show in Seinfeld. <laughs> but it was, it was an interesting thing to see, um, a, a good thing to see, these kids being taught about other traditions besides their own. Um, and, and not being indoctrinated into just one um, one group of or one group think idea of this is how you celebrate in December and all that. Now, yeah, like I said, it's it's a bunch of hippy dippy people instead of a a Christian group that says we have to edu- educate these kids because otherwise the teachers in the secular schools will te- teach them about <gasps> evolution and science. <laughs> But um, it, it's it's fun to see outside of the little insular world of skepticism and atheism how you really can have a, a little discussion here and there. Like, I wear my Surly Ramix necklaces every day, uh, different ones every day, and someone asks, oh, what's that for? Or, you know, maybe it's something atheist, or maybe it's something sciencey, and I can have an in with them talking about things that I'm interested in, so... And when you're traveling in airports and um, restaurants and stuff, meeting strangers all over the place who are who still insist on saying Merry Christmas, even though you reply Happy New Year, um, it's it's an interesting way to kind of not evangelize, but say, Hey, by the way, you know someone who's not a Christian. So that's been an interesting little side note to my trip. Right on. 
Get us to follow that up with. <laughs> no, yeah. that's per- that. That was my, 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 that was the story. You just can cut up, cut out that little five second gap there, Gary. <laughs> Hardly five seconds, but I mean that's that's good that you're wearing small things that people can either ignore or approach you about. Yeah, and that's really the way to do it. Rather, you know, I know you, Gary, will wear a geeky T-shirt from time to time. One of those teach the controversy shirts, yeah, or something like that, where someone can say. I know, teach the controversy. What does that mean? What are those symbols? Oh, those are the, you know, air, water, earth, and 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 fire and were the ether. original elements. And you know, okay, so the teach the controversy. Let's talk about creationists and blah blah blah. And, right. And you you explain it, and then either they go, ah, oh, okay, that's interesting, or they actually want to talk to you about that. Yeah. Or and they we, say, or they say something um, as happened to me when I was wearing it while driving home late one evening. I stopped for to to get some gas for the for the car, and the the attendant said, "Oh, that's one of those evolution shirts, huh? Yeah, that's making fun of evolution. Man, I, I love that shirt. I really like that shirt. Totally didn't Oblivious? understand. Yeah, totally didn't understand <laughs> the point of the shirt. That it wasn't making fun of evolution; it was making fun of creationists. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, just, I mean, I, I disagree with them because I always, I just want to get out of there. <laughs> I've had the same thing happen. I have my Lucy shirt that says her story is our story. And I've had people come up and go, I ain't related to no monkey. And I'm all like, um, I can tell by your brow ridge that you probably are. (laughs) (laughs) See, so we've got Gary who, rather than walking out of the convenience station, walks out and says, hail Satan as he leaves. You have more of the confrontational approach. Yeah. But, you know, I say things like that. There's all sorts of way of dealings with people. <laughs> well, you know, it dip- you know, if somebody comes up to me and I'm wearing it and they say, well, I don't believe that, I'm perfectly happy to let them go along. But when they start kind of haranguing on me, yeah, because, you know, God, the world was made in six days, 6,000 years ago, you know. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's tough to deal with people who are so uh, adamant so so invested in denying science and reality yeah yeah but speaking of things that are tough to deal with and not based in reality not based in reality well no this is perfectly based in reality unfortunately what yeah. do you think about the supreme court in Iowa upholding they suck. the right to fire an employee for being irresistibly sexy. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> I don't agree with the ruling, but it is within the rule of law. Yeah. Right. Well, so I, the 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 simple backstory is that this dental hygienist was working for a dentist for some 10 years. There were friends, good friends outside of work. They would text from time to time. And apparently, they, no, they, they began to, to text more yes. often as it, yeah. Towards the end of this 10 years, they yeah. began to text outside of work. So there was more of a friendship outside of work. There was, there was no hanky panky that anybody ever said. It was more just they got close, yeah. friendship wise. And there was more of a connection there. And the dentist's wife said, was essentially threatened by that and said, you need to fire her. And apparently in some of these conversations, the dentist would say, 
you're wearing clothing that's too tight, um, and kind of saying if, you know, she said, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with the one I'm wearing, and his response being, if you see a bulge in my pants, so you're wearing something that's too tight. Too revealing. Too revealing, all that kind of stuff, so... And, and uh, for so for all intents and purposes, he said, "Okay, I'm going to fire you." And the reason was because he felt that she was a threat to his marriage, even though nothing had ever happened between them. Okay, the so wife what you're just saying didn't like them, right? So right, but he was attracted to her, and it was causing problems in his marriage. So you're saying that because nothing ever happened, then. You, you, something had to have happened before he could fire for, for. Well, it's not. I personally don't believe it's a a reason to fire someone because you find them attractive. That's your own problem. It's like firing something because they won't wear a burqa. Well, no, no, because this is a little bit different. Because this is a private, a private practice, right? True. Okay, so this is this guy's practice. In a right-to-work state. Well, does- well, I, I agree that in the law, it is technically not a gender bias. No, but there's also an ethical problem. concern that this guy has to be concerned about his own marriage. He's attracted to this woman. His wife knows that he's attracted to this woman. He knows that he is going to try, even though the the woman doesn't have feelings for him. He has feelings for her. So to save what he has he is ridding himself it's like you getting rid of chocolate in your house <laughs> and while well, it's a person and <laughs> no, who, who needs not. a job <laughs> yes it is because you would eat all the chocolate in your house would you not yes but that's not a person who I, I know but the, but but the idea is the same this guy had a problem <laughs> and he got rid of the problem but he took it out on someone else whose livelihood was affected by this. Okay. Yeah. That is why I have a moral problem with this. Right. I have a moral problem with it, but legally, he was not sexually discriminating against her. He was not sexually ab- trying to abuse her at work. He was not doing all of these things that, you know, he wasn't saying that she couldn't work there because she was a lesbian. All of these, you know, or because she was a woman. Technically, legally, he was within the rights of the law. Yeah. Right. Right. Because well, we, we, we all agree on that. <laughs> yeah, he didn't fire her because she was a woman, because he he hired another woman right after her. Yeah. For her position, but that you could fire someone because you you are tempted by them is a problem, as far as I'm concerned, morally. Legally, yeah, it's kind of not a thing. Yeah, no, no, I, I can. But when, when, if, if, if you're, it, when you're affecting someone's livelihood and, um, you know, giving a month severance because you were attracted to them, and fire firing them based on that, it, but it's she's not, doing but, her job perfectly yes, well. Yes, okay, but that's, <laughs> you, all you're doing is you're focusing on the job itself. There is mm-hmm. more. There's more involved in here, and that's this guy's family life, right? Now he could have brought his wife in, introduced them, 
and try to show that there's nothing going on. But at the same time, he has to protect his his own interests as well. And part of those interests were that his wife was going to give him grief. And he thought that his home life was more important than this. Now, if right, she's... Now, well, wait, 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 wait. Now, if she is a good worker, she should have no problem getting an equal job. And he probably should have set that up with her that that she he could he could find her a job, which I it didn't say. He gave her a month's severance, and that's kind of bullshit. But I mean, you have a right to protect yourself, do you not? Do do you not have a right to protect your own interests? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know what your what words you're putting in my mouth here. I, I I'm it, asking it sounds a like a question. Uh, no, it sounds no, I'm like not putting a, a words right in your mouth. Def- <laughs> it sounds like a stand your ground law argument you're making here. Of uh, you have the right to protect yourself. Yeah, you have a right. This has to pro- nothing to do with that. It's it's yes, his it problem. Yes, it is his problem, and his so problem he is it's, go- it's not. So you're moral saying for that- him to take it out on someone else, being this coworker. <laughs> so you're just saying that he should be a st- let his home life just fall apart. No, because he shouldn't. He, because he has, he has, a, he's attracted to this woman. You said it yourself. He needs to talk to his wife. He needs to introduce them and and talk things out. Which things he didn't do. If he had a problem well, we with her personally, that. and but everything else was fine, he needed to say, "Listen, this is a problem. Can we work out something where, as long as it takes you to find another job, you still have a job here, but it, I." I, you know, be an adult about this and talk to her about that, or just deal with the fact that he is an attraction for someone who is unobtainable and not fire her because of this, but just deal with his problem. I've... Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I know many, many women who I'm attracted to, but know nothing is ever going to happen, but I don't cut them out of my life entirely, or I wouldn't, and I would never fire them if they were a coworker. Right. No. See, I, everything you've said, I agree with. <laughs> but you them. say that it's okay for him to fire her for that, to defend his own marriage. Uh, effectively, yes. But there, there have to be, there should have been steps that he should have taken to make sure that that his that this coworker that he fired wasn't just fired. In other words, yeah. he sh- he should have made sure that she had a place to go. No, I agree with. Well, that's one option. One option is to actually deal with his own temptation and not take it out on her. Right, but okay, but there's more than one person involved here. I mean, there's more than just he and she involved. There's also his family. Uh huh. So if his wife doesn't like it, now he can say tough, and then his wife leaves. And you think that's acceptable? I think at that point, that's his wife's problem, not his, not hers. But because the wife... Hold on, let me finish. Because the wife is an employee also at the dental clinic that does create tension in the workplace, it's slippery slope. Yeah. See, this is a tough problem. 
I mean, because you have, like we said, you have the, you have the moral obligation to the, to your employees, which actually big corporations apparently don't. But he's not a big corporation. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a he's a small businessman, a small Christian businessman, All right? According, I don't I don't know. Yes, one way because or the other. part of the part of the encouragement to fire the dental hygienist, his wife wanted wanted her fired they went and had counseling with their pastor and the pastor agreed that the woman needed to be let go yes so that's where that all tied in so yes he is a a well then the pastor is also an asshole yes but i i i it really is it really is equivalent to me of the people who saying um in the middle east who are saying i i am a man and i cannot I don't have to deal with my temptation. It has to be the woman who puts on a burqa. Right. Uh, so Swazi- gets the- Swaziland just banned miniskirts for that yeah. very reason. It's like, if you are tempted by something, you know, fine, be one of those Orthodox Jews who puts on uh, glasses that blind your vision, that make everything blurry so you're not tempted. It's your problem to fix. It's you know you you tell kids in freshman orientation at college, boys don't rape people. You, that's more important than teaching women. Here's how not to get raped. That it, it's 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 a lot of putting things on the woman that it's her fault for being too tempting, as opposed to him that he couldn't deal with his temptation or talk to his wife in any sort of reasonable way, to say we're adults, we're friends. I will stop texting her if that's what you'd like. Or, you know, I will give you the password to my email if you want to check everything. You know, I will, I, you know, I won't work late if she's on that day. You know, make sure that he can deal with his wife that way and be an adult, but not take it out on his coworker and supposedly friend. See, I guess you should be on the court. <laughs> my issue with it is the fact that she had worked with him for so long. At that point, that's yeah. what gets me. Well, it it's it sounds to me like he was uh, uh, not particularly happy. <laughs> well, I don't want to read too much into, you know, would the wife had left him if he said, you know, oh, I'm not going to fire her. Well, yeah, I don't want to read too much into that because I don't know if if she's the kind of if the wife is the kind of person who overreacts that much because they're friends and they text, there's other problems in that relationship that they need to deal with besides having a close female friend. Yeah, well, like you said, it, he did it to preserve his marriage. So... <laughs> but we, uh, my, my point in, in saying that is that Sometimes not all marriages deserve to be preserved. Right, but we also have a very different perspective on on his Marriage. thing because, as he says, he's a very religious and quote moral person. So uh, obviously, it was immoral to let her go, j- just fire her. Yeah, even with a month severance. So I. Uh, yeah, ten years only getting a month severance. Fuck you, asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. especially in the, these times. Yeah. Well, like I said, well, I don't agree with the ruling. It is legally sound, and yeah, you know, once again, 
it's one of those things of change it from within the system. You know, people in Iowa should be contacting their state legislators and trying to get provisions put into their state constitution or whatever to protect in situations like this. Well, where would the law, the line of the law be here? Because it's it's really just, can people be more adult in their interpersonal relationships? Because that's really what it comes down to in this. The breakdown is, it's a right-to-work state. She can be fired. She doesn't even have to be given a reason to be fired. Yeah. It's a right-to-work state. Okay, the reason that he gave is utter bullshit, but it does not qualify under any sorts of criminal, for lack of a better word, criminal conduct on his part or, you know, as protected class. She was not, you know, sexually discriminated against. She was based not... On, based on some of the articles I've read, I, if I were her, I would feel a little sexually harassed talking about... The clothing you wear gives me a bulge in my pants and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah I That's agree crossing that. a bit of a line, but technically, she didn't sue him for sexual harassment. Right. So, had she sued him for sexual harassment, this might have been a different case. Right. But yeah. she well, didn't. Or, or discrimination, because it says actually discrimination. <laughs> Regardless of what the courts say, this is discrimination because she is a, he is attracted to her. More than the nine other employees in that in that building, right? Or however many it was. But regardless, there is. We do have a process to improve things, you know, and we can do it. And it's up to the people of the state of Iowa to get their panties in big enough of a twist to change it. To say that people should not be allowed to be fired for just any reason, right? Well, that's what the unions are for. Or oh. no reason at all. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in this particular case, for example, since the reason was so so lame, uh, there there should be a statute that if you're not firing the person because of, of work-related things, then you should probably have to help them find a job. Yeah. At the very least. Of equal value. <laughs> well, sometimes you prefer, you know, someone in their technical work... Like, maybe you have a dental hygienist who's really great at actually cleaning teeth, but they're a complete asshole, and you don't want them to work with you anymore. Yeah, that's but that's... not necessarily work-related. Yeah, no, it's very work-related, yeah. because you can't have an asshole working in... Because that's a pe- that's a people job. Yeah. And so you're probably so there's, there's hurting a, your So there's business. a gray area there of yeah. interpersonal skills where you could be not fun to work with, but not an asshole... So, how is your customer service then? Exactly. But whereas uh, yeah. having an attractive coworker it probably brings more people in. <laughs> yeah. People eating Oreos right before they're cleaning. No, sure. <laughs> Putting their hands, you know, it's kind of like getting a, a haircut. I remember haircuts, you'd put your hands on, on the arms of the chair and hope that the woman would call rum up against it. <laughs> We're getting all sorts of new <laughs> insights into you, Gary. Hey, this is not just me. <laughs> <laughs> so the hygienist kind of having to lean over you to yeah. <laughs> to clean your teeth, you're hoping they're brushing up against you? Yeah. All right. We're not letting you ever run, run ride in a New York subway. 
I've written. Mr. Mr. Brush up against anybody in the subway kind of dude. I don't do that. It's only, you know, I'm sitting in a chair. <laughs> so you're not getting up for the old people. How dare you? I got up for old people. I've been on the subway in New York. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's saying that that way, okay, I can believe you've been on a subway in New York. Hey, back <laughs> off, man. So, yes, so we all agree. <laughs> and I was playing devil's advocate earlier. Not doing a very good job of it, but fuck off. <laughs> we all agree he's an asshole yeah. for having fired this woman, but technically didn't step over the line of the law. No. Maybe you can encourage the law to be modified to make protections for these kind of interpersonal situations that aren't technically illegal and are gray areas. But, you know, deal with your own marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take it out on other people. Go to a counselor, learn a little bit of psychology. Yeah. Or just... You know, learn to be honest with your spouse and, you know, silly stuff like Shit, that. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Honesty? <laughs> uh, do you guys want to do New Year's resolutions? <laughs> Ooh, I haven't even thought about them. Or how about things that we're thankful for that happened this last year? I thought we were supposed to do that around Thanksgiving. Well, no, now no, it's the let's the year. be different. Good, good <laughs> things that happened this year. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'll go first and say that uh, on a personal level, I think with the with the show, I really en- have enjoyed doing the song challenge thing. Yeah. Because it's really, um, God, I guess it's the only word I can use right now, stimulated my songwriting um, juices. It's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, it's getting much, much worse. Yes, yes. I can't think of anything other to say than stimulated my songwriting juices, which means my songwriting juices aren't actually that smart and stimulated. Yeah, no, I, I okay, totally agree with that. That just sounded wrong. Yes, adamandeve.com. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really kind of pushed me to be more creative lyrically and musically and actually get out and produce stuff. Which has led to Gary and I doing those duo shows at the uh, Big Bob's Burgers, which has been a lot of fun. It has. So yeah, that, that's actually been one of my highlights is is doing the song challenge and then uh, playing out because I haven't been doing that for a while. So yay, yay. <laughs> so with uh, yeah, you know, with grad school, you still have the time for the song challenge. Uh, yeah, so far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like I only have uh, two semesters in the summer left, so I, I may be done by this time next year. Oh wow! Yay! Okay. Congratulations! Yeah. I need to need to verify that <laughs> with my advisor. <laughs> but as far as the hours involved, yeah, I should be. I should have enough hours to, to graduate. You don't want to find out in the middle of the summer. Oh crap! I didn't take a gym course. No, I'm not going to pass. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. The, that's the, that's the worry is being you know, <laughs> yeah. Five cents a short, <laughs> you know, being like one or two credits short, yeah. which would suck because then you have to go through an entire semester of what nothing. So, but I think I've done the math right. It's just adding. So your your New Year's resolution is by next year to be finished with grad school. Uh that's my current resolution right now. Just as soon as I make sure that that is achievable. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Dang, because I was thinking about uh, stuff that that uh, I had that I was enjoying this year. Well, one of the highlights, I guess, for me as part of being a skeptical in the skeptic movement and everything else was actually the Mars rover landing. I had a lot more fun than I thought I was going to have. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was really proud that we all got together that night and, and were being sciencey in the middle of a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of the coolest things. Uh, the actually almost everything this year that I'm, I'm kind of proud of all had to do with the, the skeptic movement or the atheist movement. Uh, going up to D.C. to be part of the Reason Rally, that was a big uh, highlight. Uh, uh, getting shout out by Paul Provenza. Oh, yeah. was yeah. really, I hate to say this, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then doing the, the Mars rover, that was just a good night all around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 2012 was was a good year for us. You know, I think that we as a team kind of hit a groove, you know. Um, and not one of those grooves in the record where it's just returning and skipping and skipping and skipping and skipping. <laughs> no, that was our first year together. Skipping. <laughs> skipping. Yeah. Unless it's the adamandeve.com jokes. Those are just dumbly repetitive. <laughs> and that's okay. Maybe someday we'll be sponsored by them. Well, I mean, of course, I guess we should ask. We should ask them, yes. <laughs> you talk about sex? Well, sometimes. <laughs> sure. We'll have an AdamandEve.com segment. Sure, the primate With sex music time. and everything. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, it's been a good year. I don't know if we some actually... Some neat science. Wasn't there something about some crazy animal discoveries that they've made this year? Kind of a year in review, review thing? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me pull that Edit up. point? Yeah, uh, LiveScience.com had an article about the 10 weirdest animals discovered this past year. And it's kind of, kind of a, it's just kind of a short um, roundup. blurbs on them, yeah. Yeah, they found a, a 500 million old... Uh, filter feeder, which looks kind of like a tulip, but it is in fact a uh, I don't know what it is. It's a kind of a it's a kind of animal that just kind of sits there in the, it's, in the it's water. It's kind of like a, a sponge where it's sedentary, yeah. but it eats what comes by. Exactly. Yeah. But it's it's tulip shaped, and it's not like it just the water passes through it. It sucks the water down through its tube. Yeah, and gets and it, the food that way in a more active way than a sponge. Yeah. yeah. Or a sea anemone. And then so, they, huh? What about the, the penis heads fish? Yeah, I think... Did oh. we talk about that one? We might we have. We might have posted on the... It's, uh, you know yeah, what? I we think mentioned that we it. posted about it, but I don't think we talked about it. Yeah. But it's one of those things that every science silly podcast talked about the penis head fish. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm kind of fond of the cannibal lemur story, so... I was just about to mention that, yeah. I just have this picture of of this lemur just kind of looking up suddenly. Because <laughs> it knows it's not... Exactly. Or a cannibal lemur looking up and saying, It was a boating accident! <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. And then a 750-leg millipede, uh, a giant 
fish, uh, hundred fifty million old fish. Yeah, that finally got a name. Forty feet long with giant teeth, uh, tentacled snakes, snakes, which were essentially just snakes with little kind of Feelers. protuberances on either side of their face. That yeah. kind of yeah, kind of like catfish. Really, yeah. it's more like their antennae. <laughs> but they than finally got tentacles. some to breed after four years, so they they found the right fish porn for them. <laughs> and I have to say the um, the harp sponge, yeah, which was found by Mbari, which is actually really close to where I grew up. So it's really pretty. I I think it is. I think it's It'll very pretty. It's meat eating. The zombie worms Ew. that don't have a mouth but they digest whales. With acid, sort of like yeah. So the they fly. like excrete acid, which breaks everything down, and they I guess just Suck absorb the nutrients through their skin or something. Yeah, and, and then, in a in in a kind of flip of the story about the dentist firing his hygienist assistant, <laughs> the sexism goes the opposite way in this species. <laughs> That's right, because the the male worms are exceedingly small, and basically they're only. Uh, uh, sperm carriers. Yeah, they're they're just kind of they leech onto the female and just Impregnate produce sperm. Them. Yeah, yeah. I knew a, a, a dog, a very small dog that was basically a life support for a penis because it, its its balls and penis were so large compared to its body, it could barely. <laughs> I mean, it was a really small dog, and as it walked, its its penis was so big that kind of dragged on the ground. <laughs> Ah! Never, never, never say that ever, ever again, Gary. It's pretty damn funny. Or uh, I will wish you uh, upon you the turtle that pees through its mouth. Yeah, that was a little bit disturbing. Yeah. It was a Asian soft-shelled turtle that the sharp-snouted turtle. It, I guess it can't get enough fresh water, so that it excretes its urea through its mouth and then just rinses it. When yeah. it goes face down into water, ugh. well, yeah. you know, s- some people get turned on by that. Adamandeve.com. Yeah. No, that's probably extremerestraints.com. So we'll put we'll put this one in the in the show notes, um, <laughs> so you can all see pictures of them. And then, basically, we've read you the entire article. <laughs> For all intents and purposes. But, yeah, but they should go look at the pictures. This, yeah. this is the time of year of top ten lists and stuff like that, of year in review. of Which we're not going to do. Celebrity breakdown or, you know, top science stories, top, you know, top ten skeptic wire hosts to get in a um, scandal. <laughs> yeah, <The> top, <laughs> top ten skeptic wire uh, awkward pauses. <laughs> yeah, in the list for some reason in the list of top ten skeptic wire hosts, I'm sixth. How does that happen? <laughs> uh, well, I think I think Mike and Allie beat us both. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> and Godzilla was on one episode, and all of a sudden she shoots yeah. up to the top. Exactly. Yeah. So we have those those three people, and and then the interviews. So really, we're we're down about twelfth uh, or thirteenth here. <laughs> I don't know if I like no, this. No, no, you guys are in the top ten. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, right. 
Okay, fine. We'll take that. Uh, (laughs) I'm fine with wherever I am on the list. Well, interestingly, uh, we'll say that both Donna and Greg have been called out in comments, uh, and I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) So So everything you've said has been completely correct? Is that what you're trying to tell us, Gary? Either that or I'm thoroughly forgettable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Technically, you kind of got called out on a comment. You just weren't called out by name. Oh, well, there there was the, when we recorded it live, and it was so echoey, yeah. No, about the um, mathematical versus statistical mean. Oh, well, yeah. He just, they just didn't call you out by name. Well. We were all kind of stupid on that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was Greg who got it completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was, I just didn't I just didn't make myself clear what happened on that one. <laughs> Don't give me those looks. It's funny because uh, the, the things flashing back and forth between you, you both of you, and then, as we're silently staring, staring at you, staring me down. Like, I don't ah. <laughs> Fine. Now you're right. I was I was completely off on that one. I should have just Googled it and said, oh, well, this is what I'm talking about. But I didn't. Well, we all make mistakes. Yeah. We all make life lessons. So is there anything big, sciencey, and skeptical you guys are looking forward to next year, 2013? I am looking forward to Texas Free Thought being here in San Antonio. Yeah. And uh, I, I think next year is when the big comet's coming through, right? There's a, one that's supposed to be quite spectacular. They're hoping that it's going to be spectacular. One of those things as bright as the moon kind of stuff? Or? Yeah, because uh, according to the brief things I've read, um, it's supposedly the first time that this comet has actually come through. So it's a, it's a new comet. Oh, cool. So, so it should be all nice and fresh. So they're looking to get some some nice data as it goes around the sun because there's going to be some some fresh chemical action happening. But unfortunately, this means every ra- every TV station is going to be showing Night of the Comet on uh, general rotation. Yes. Hey, I'm getting to work with one of the actresses from that. You are proud about some really weird things, Donna. Hey, I was a child of the 80s. I loved that movie, which is really kind of sad to say. But yeah, I'm going to actually be working with one of those one of the actresses from Night of the Comet on a project this year. I've actually go. never even heard of Night of the Comet. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Oh, you have to watch it. It's so horribly bad. Uh, but it's one of those things that's probably best to watch with others so you can MS3 ta- uh, ah. MST3K it. Mystery you know, just Science Theater. Yes. Yes. Okay. To, to just kind of joke and laugh about it. It's not like one of those horrible, scary movies that just is so disturbing that you need other people for defense, like Salo or something like that. You just need... To, it's more entertaining if you get to watch it in a group. And it's got Chakotay from Star Trek Voyager in it. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, who's that? 
Robert Beltran? Yeah, Robert Beltran. As Hector. Well, something for this coming year, 2013, that I'd like to have happen is get you two out for more conferences. Not just Texas Freethought Convention. You know, maybe not TAM. We can understand that's kind of expensive and a big thing, but you know, drive all three of us out to Springfield for the next Skepticon or something like that. You know, expand our presence, expose ourselves to more people. Ho 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 ho! Okay, ho. yeah, that that kind of came out bad. Um, we'll just go on out and socialize with people in the evenings. <laughs> there you go. No. Well, all right. Well, thank you for joining us this week, kind listeners that you are. We've appreciated your presence here for the year of 2012. Hope you come back for more in 2013. Yeah. Well, sounds like a great plan. Yeah, don't go anywhere. We're, we're planning on big things. We don't know what they are, but we're planning on them <laughs> for 2013. We, we are? Yes. Yes, we are. Big things. Huge really? things. Well, I plan to graduate. I don't think it has anything to do with <laughs> Oh, so nothing to do with the podcast. Just no, no, no. We're no. all planning big things. Okay. No, but we'll have we'll have big announcements that we'll say on Skeptic Wire. <laughs> <laughs> Donna will announce getting uh, an Oscar and and Gary will announce being a master person Bader. Um <laughs> I expect to get an MTV Video Award. Because <laughs> you're going to release this recording? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at it. Look at him emote. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm actually on the podcast with him. <laughs> That's a scary, scary thing. Uh, so, so thank you for joining us this week. We are talking like robots now. We will do this Mike. all next year and see how Mike. long you keep listening. I'm sorry. Nobody's going to believe us doing the William Shatner I, thing. I was, I was no. not necessarily William Shatner is more just annoying robot voice that makes people not want to listen anymore. Right, William Shatner. Oh, come on, <laughs> William Shatner. Yeah, my genius. my main goal for this next year in the podcast is to screw with all the people who listen to the podcast on double speed. <laughs> Just say things really fast. We so. are going to make this last long time. Yes, <laughs> I am. All right, well, I think we've kind of run out of steam here. <laughs> I think we have. So thanks for yep. joining us. We'll talk with you next week. Same Sounds good. bat time, same Bye-bye. bat channel. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. I got a phone. I've been on the subway in New York. Back off.
Okay, saying that that way, okay, I can believe you've been on the subway in New York. Hey, back off, man. <laughs> oh, hey, I should have done the accent. Hey, back off, man. That was a what bad Italian. That? Hey, back off. That wasn't even you Italian. Like that, that was like fruity ice cream. Back off. <laughs> the back off. <laughs> I've been watching yeah. too much uh, Marx Brothers. Ah, uh, I was I was watching. What the hell is that? The fuck? It? <laughs> that was my Jesus, phone. Donna. What? What's going on? For for the song challenge because I'm I'm writing. Um, it's I'm I'm employing. Mr. Creosote. What? <laughs>